0: She's alive!
1: Alive!
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's up, you guys? Welcome to The Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. I'm Ellie. I'm Caroline. We're here to talk about some spooky shit.
1: Um, today we're going to start off with a little something special instead of a lead-in
2: question. It's Grace's ghost gossip. Grace's ghost <laughs> gossip. Grace's ghost gossip. She gossips about ghosts. And we'll Ghosts. Yeah, I really I really wanna talk talk some shit about these spirits.
0: Talk some real shit about these spirits. Get them <laughs> yeah. all riled up and angry. I mean,
2: go the Zack Baggins way. You gotta do it. Yeah. Oh god, it's I that guy, I swear. Okay. Um so as you may have learned, last week I gave us an update. That I had joined a paranormal investigation team called Prism Colorado, and I went on my first investigation, and it was pretty wild. It was too. This is like every ghoul's dream. It's the I dream. feel like yeah. you're just like dream. You know,
0: some some girls dream of their wedding days. I think most ghouls just dream of their first paranormal investigation, and you're living it.
2: I l- immediately added it to my Instagram bio. Immediately paranormal investigator put me in your bio so i know it's real i love it
1: that makes me so happy uh
2: and i am committed i'm committed uh so it was at this old opera house in longmont colorado that was built in the 1800s and was originally the land was originally owned by ulysses s grant oh okay fun fact um, so right now it's like a functioning music venue. It's got a kitchen, it's got a bar, like it's got a restaurant. The theater itself kind of reminds me of the Riv, if you're from Chicago. Oh, okay. Just in terms of like I layout. I actually really it's like, like the like riv. The stage and then like open seating and then booths in the back. Everyone was getting together for the first time. I felt awkward because it was midnight and I'm I never stay up that late and I was like, I feel weird <laughs> to begin with.
0: How many cold brew coffees did you have to drink in order to stay up until...
2: I had two Red Bulls, and I think that plays into something that I'm going to share about. Um Grace was just (laughs) tripping balls off of Red Bull the whole time. No, I, like... I had two Red Bull acids, and just, like, I don't know, something weird happened. Yeah, no, and so, okay. So, everyone um, brings their own gear, like, we have everyone from, like, a 50-year-old man to, like, a... 18 year old kid like mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool range of people um it's nice just to meet new people I love people. that it's so diverse yeah totally yeah it's a good like friend making like
0: it's also like a fun like weirdo friend making mm-hmm. oh my place god cause totally like,
2: cause I told some people that I was doing this and they were like why <laughs> like, <"What's the laughs> why panic? would you do that and I'm like we're not friends okay really? <laughs> why wouldn't I right like do you know me at all yeah, it's also a good, like,
0: new friend litmus test, because if you tell them that you're in a ghost, like, a, a new friend, that you're in, like, a paranormal <laughs> hunting group, and they're, like, you're weird, you can be, like, yeah, you know what, this was fun, but this not I don't need this, you, don't gonna need gonna this
2: in my life. I don't need these negatives. I don't, don't need these. the negativity. No. <laughs> so, I want okay, the ghost goss. The ghost goss. Okay, so hot ghost everyone gas. set up their equipment. I sent you guys a picture of my ghost hunting kit, which has, mm-hmm. like, crystals, candles, sage, palo santo uh a recorder i i brought this mic but i didn't use it um next time i will so everyone puts it up like all throughout the venue everywhere except like the bar area was fair game you know in theaters there's always a bunch of random rooms like upstairs like Mm -hmm. dressing rooms kind of and like all that stuff um apparently in the day uh a woman hung herself from mm. the beam in the center Ooh. of the stage. <gasps> yeah. That's like such an
1: image. You know that girl the like the woman who did that was like, I'm about to fuck up everyone's
0: day. She, <laughs> she was like the ultimate drama kid. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. She was serious. She was
1: the ultimate. She was just like, watch this. Oh god. You,
0: I'm going yeah. out with a bang.
2: <laughs> or a snap, <laughs> rather. Hey. You're not wrong. So everyone paired off. Um, And I was with this guy, Trevor, who gives ghost tours, like, up in the mountains. I don't know. But he's one of us. He and I were down in the basement in the walk-in closet. Like, in the cupboard. Because they said to have had activity there. And I just started feeling, Mm. like, really uncomfortable. Like, really hot. (laughs) My heart was racing. The Red Bull had something to do with it, but not everything. (laughs) Um, The Red Bull finally dropped. (laughs) So I like took a little break and I went outside. And as soon as I got back inside, I ran and threw up. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Like I was just feeling so uneasy, like so not great. And so I kind of like laid low and like recorded in the theater for the second half just because I felt like I was being physically drained. Like...
1: Well, even if you don't believe in ghosts, there's something to be said about the energy totally, of Totally, absolutely. You know, a room. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, I like to consider myself fairly sensitive to that kind of thing. Um, So I took it easy after that, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: has is that the first time you've ever, like, thrown up in, like, a ghost situation? Or, like...
2: I I don't know I I think it's I'm a stress puker like a, like yeah. so I think maybe my body thought it, that it was in stress mm-hmm. and like anxiety or whatever but I yeah, like. yeah you could have also been like minutes. nervous but yeah. I'm going to say it was a ghost. Yeah, no, it definitely, it didn't feel great. And I'm pretty sure one of the recorders picked it up. Someone's going to be like, guys, guys, I
0: can, can you hear this? It's like a puke ghost. I'm sorry for whoever
2: has to review that uh, audio. You're going to get an earful of me just vomiting. Might um, be. Ultimately, at the end... I saged my car, like, saged myself. Yeah. I, like, just didn't want any, you know, bad juju. I had crystals in my bra, you know, like, the protection crystals. How many? Three. Not enough, okay. obviously. Yeah. Three for, for your three up. boobs. Three. For my three boobs, like Caroline. For all three boobs. <laughs> for all three nips. <laughs> for all tri-boobs. That
1: you can see... If you give us more reviews. Anyway, (laughs) did you talk to, like, any of the other people you were with on, like, things that they... Yeah,
2: yeah. So, a bunch of people had a bunch of different experiences. It was nuts. These people were acting like it was nothing. We kept walking past this one cabinet, or this one closet, Mm -hmm. that the lights kept turning on and off, and the guy I was with was like, oh, yeah, that'll happen. And I'm like, what? what and we like checked it wasn't a motion sensor light it was a light switch and it kept going on and off and like we checked to see if it was like we touched it to see if like the light bulb was loose or stuff like that that's what a lot of it is is like just trying to figure out like is this real or is this just like a faulty Mm -hmm.
0: wire or like switch or bulb
2: Everyone's
1: just so chill. They're like, "I've been ghost hunting since '57." And You're like, "What the
2: fuck?" Yeah, I know. I felt like such an amateur, and then I had, and then I'm the kid that pukes. Like, you know what? Everyone has it's like their the kid first that pukes ghost in hunt. the classroom. Everyone, I feel like that makes yeah. you
0: more metal, to be honest. <laughs> like, if you don't puke on your first ghost hunt, you know what are you even doing? <laughs> yeah. What's the point of going? Yeah, everyone has are their first time. Are you even doing it
2: right? Yeah. Well, some this kid got scratched like three big scratches like down the middle of his back like you couldn't you wouldn't have been able to read it's like the spot in your back that you can't read what and he said he felt like someone touched his back he lifted up his shirt and his partner was like holy shit what the fuck and so were you he sure they it was a guy
1: because maybe it was the fucking girl that caroline treated like shit at
2: Norwegian <laughs>
0: camp.
2: Oh my god, she's possible.
0: Maybe it was her that scratched Um, it. Maybe she
2: haunts her. With her long nails. Did he smell anything weird? Seems like a
0: weird way to get revenge on me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very, uh, like, six degrees. Yeah. You're like,
0: this'll show her.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna scratch one of Grace's ghost hunter friend's Back. Hey, maybe she to listens to the podcast.
0: Maybe she does. And again, maybe. I would like to apologize maybe. to you, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's dead now, so she can't listen to this. She, I mean she if she's the ghost doing the scratch. She's the ghost doing the scratch. You said that's astral so project.
1: <laughs> Wait, you said that so confidently? I almost said,
0: Wait, she's dead? <laughs> Well, yeah, she's dead. She died. I, oh, I forgot to leave. I left that part out where she just oh, she died, died in, in the that bathroom.
2: Yeah. <laughs> where she, Bloody Mary killed her. Bloody Mary murdered like, Oh. Yeah, if if you guys have no idea what we're talking about, it's from last episode. Anyway, um, another team, like, stuff kept falling in the room that they were in. Oh, was there more? Oh, um, another
1: part of, like, the.
2: Like, because we all split off into twos. There were, like, eight of us. Um, and someone took the stage, someone took the theater, someone took the restaurant, like someone took downstairs, yeah. that kind of Do thing. Do you have to have like permits for um, stuff like this? No, we just asked the, the dude. And the okay. dude who like runs the place is super chill. He's I like covered in tattoos yeah. and he was like, whatever. Ugh. He's like, shit happens all the time. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've had things happen here. Yeah. So he just like lets people come in because he's like, yeah, I know it's haunted.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> and he probably, it's like, I mean, if you own a place that's haunted, you probably want to know m- as much about it as possible cool. and, like, get, yeah. gather some and intel. And it gives it,
2: like, mm-hmm. cred as a haunted location, which, like, brings
0: totally our
2: our types. Yeah, there. yeah brings, brings the weirdos out. So, yeah, all, all in all, it was pretty cool. Now we're in the review process where you have to go over, like, hours of audio footage from each recorder and everything, but, like, the whole team does it okay
0: so did you catch um, any evps
2: i i don't know yet i haven't been trained in it yet i have to i'm training with um like the director tomorrow about going over audio footage that's audio. so exciting I keep wanting to
1: say footage that's okay audio recordings
2: recordings, recordings.
1: well evps yeah. do you have to be trained in like how to like decipher
2: them
0: or just I think like it's do just the program
2: the program that we use is okay i think that's all because you and probably have to like you don't want to
0: listen back to like literally every moment of it you probably have to like look at the like at audio the, files and see yeah, if something yeah, yeah. spikes or something spikes
2: for yeah. sure and a lot of it will just be like someone walked by mm. like yeah like that's someone from the and, and you had to like name yourself every time you entered a room so people didn't think it was a ghost when yeah. they reviewed the oh the yeah stuff because you have to be like, okay, Grace entering. Or, Grace just knocked over that thing. It's like, yeah. I
0: live for an fucking EVP wormhole on YouTube. Yes. Tell me too. It yes. freaks me the- There's nothing that scares me more than like creepy ass. Because they sound like demons no matter what. It's so, it's just, oh, there's such, there's some really good ones too where you're like, yeah, that's a ghost. Did you hear that? There's that one where it's like this like mom's kid died and he was 12 years old and then 2 years later she got a voicemail on her answering machine and it was the kid being like hey mom i'll be home in a couple of minutes no! bye to you, bye and I was like, ah! I mean, it Are was you like, kidding it, and everyone was like, it's probably just another kid who accidentally called the wrong number. But mom was like, no, I know my son's voice. There's, like, that, that kind was of stuff him. is so creepy,
1: especially like with technology and stuff. Now there's like so many stories of people who like get phone calls from people like right after they die yeah.
2: or texts or, or texts, text. text. like, but like,
1: like within hours after they died. So it's like, Oh
2: or, like, calls
0: from numbers that, like, don't exist. Like, call like you look at your phone and it's, like, not a real number calling you. And you're, like, this is weird. Like, it doesn't say anything. And then you answer it and it's, like, nothing. But, like, mm-hmm. somebody that you know has just died. I'm probably not going to get this story, like, right. But my
1: ex had a friend who was killed on his motorcycle when she was in college. And it was so sad because he was actually killed by one of his professors in the college parking lot. Oh, line. my God. Uh, it was- yeah, it's... I don't... In the parking lot? Yeah, it oh. was, like, just a really horrible freak accident. And I he's wearing a helmet. Like, it just was, like, so sad. But I don't remember if it was, like, the day after or, like, the week after he passed away. And I'm probably not getting this story completely accurate because it was a long time ago when she told me. But something along the lines of she had a dream. She fell asleep and her girlfriend at the time was sleeping next to her. And she actually couldn't... I think she couldn't find her cell phone. She had lost it. And she had a dream that this kid was sitting in her computer chair and talking to her and they were just having a conversation and she was just talking to him like, what happened? Are you okay? And he was like, I'm okay. Like this, that, and the other. And she was just having this full blown conversation with him. And then she said, right before she woke up, she said, and by the way, your cell phone is there and pointed to it.
2: Oh my God. And then she
1: woke up and found her cell phone.
2: What the fuck? Those dreams are crazy. Like, yeah. Oh man. Those are nuts. That's probably like the closest well besides whatever was at the opera house that's the closest yeah. like ghost encounters I've had is like loved ones who have just died showing up in dreams I t- fully believe that one? that's a visit yeah um my nanny the, Yeah. Uh, when I was little it was the night of her funeral I'm obviously dreaming but it feels like I'm awake in my room the door opens like I see the light from the hallway and she just comes and sits on the edge of my bed like and says, I totally says goodbye. believe that that happened. That like Yeah, well, and I was like nine. That happened with my I don't know if I
0: told this story when we were talking about like my the haunted house or whatever, mm-hmm. but when before we moved into like the house that I grew up in, my and my like great uncle lived there and he was mm-hmm. like a crazy hoarder, hoarder or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like when he the night that he died, before my dad knew anything about this he had this dream that frank the hoarder like walked into his room like, and was, like, standing at the edge of, like, the end of the bed. And, like, mm-hmm. Frank was deaf and, like, was always kind of confused and, like, a little muddled. Mm-hmm. And my dad was, like, the only way I could describe it was, like, all of a sudden he was, like, clear. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, soup he, like, spoke really clearly. And he was just, like, hey, like, I love you, man. I love you, kid. Like, just wanted to say bye. And then, like, walked out. And then he got woken up to the phone call of say, from the hospital oh, saying it's that. It's
2: totally him. He had died. It was totally him. He was making the I rounds. I believe in that. Yeah, I believe in that whole. Wholeheartedly, oh. Mm-hmm. So, oh all no. All, I guess this cool episode's experience. about ghost stories now. <sighs> <laughs> well, that's what it was originally supposed to be about. <laughs> that's true. Back in the day, oh, amongst a few
1: other things. Yeah. But that's
2: really cool, Grace. Thanks. Um, I'm, I'm excited forward. to hear about the footage. Yeah. Um, or the audio, or whatever. Well. I'm excited to go to the Veliska Axe Murder House. I'm also kind of terrified. I when know, Grace going? is like, I'm just trying to get through this shit so I can get
1: to
0: the Axe Murder what? House. That- when are you
2: going to the Axe Murder House? In September. So you don't have that much longer to wait. Yeah, no, no, it's only a few weeks, but um, what if I just puke all all over the place like, and throw up the whole time? I don't know, man. It might be a I little too much. I don't
0: know if I could do that. I don't know. If you puke just with, like, one singular, like, drama kid hanging themselves, just think about what you're going (laughs) to (laughs) do. At, like, an axe murder house. Right. Just think about that energy. Grace is going
1: to puke, and she's just going to shit her pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wear a what diaper. If, what if that's, like, my paranormal indicator, where, like, some people, <laughs> like, see see things, some people can hear things, and I just throw up. We're like, oh, wait, hang on, check Grace, check Grace, is she about
0: to puke? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, ah, uh, guys, I think there's more than one ghost in here, I just pooped my pants. Uh... You're the new there are two turds. So
2: <laughs> no, the consistency okay, no, makes no. me think that <laughs>
0: it's you know, it is.
1: it's called a GVP, a Grace Vomit Pants, <laughs>
2: or a GPP, Grace Vomit Pooped. Basically. God damn it! Okay, that's my corner, Grace. That's that's all the gray school gossip you're gonna get today. <laughs> The GVP Okay
0: I like it (laughs) Yeah that was That was pretty exciting I'm pretty I'm extremely jealous I mean I guess like We could start our own Ghost hunting thing here If we really wanted to (laughs) Fucking
1: Caroline And do just a
0: bootlegged Version of ghost hunting (laughs) (laughs) Oh god It's just like me It's me and you Just drunk (laughs) me And like who the fuck Is in here We just knock out Like this house Looks on (laughs) it Hey hey, Matt Can we Can we come in your basement And record some
2: ghosts Or something (laughs) You ever, you ever hear footsteps walking around? And it's like, they- "I'm calling the fucking police, guy out of my say, lawn." How did you get in my house?
0: <laughs> All right, what the fuck are we talking about today, Caroline? We are talking about ghosts on land, ghosts at sea, and ghosts in the air. Ghosts on the go. Ghosts. <sighs> A go go, ghosts a go oh. go, ghosts. ghosts on the
2: go, ghosts on the go. These ghosts are going. On go. So, if you didn't get that, we're talking about ghosts in automobiles, boats, and airplanes, in modes of transportation, because ghosts have places to go. Um,
1: no, we. This is because. I wanted to do ghost ships, and they were like, I'm gonna do a ghost plane. Well, I feel like a plane is a ship just in the air. It's true. It's very true. Plus, there's a lot of like fucked up shit that happens on planes. Yeah. So.
2: Well, yeah. And I mean, you can only find so many ghost ships. Right, 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 right.
1: And to, I mean, let's. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna call you out on that, Grace, because in my research, there's quite a fucking few. Ghost ships are creepy as fuck. Well, haunted ghost ships. Haunted ghost ships are hard to find ghost ships aren't inherently haunted but there's some that have been haunted if that makes sense okay all right we'll start um I'm gonna be doing a ghost ship because there's nothing fucking cooler than a ghost ship and ghost ship is a really shitty amazing movie that everybody should see with the best opening scene it's it is the best opening scene like it is the best. And Fergie's in it. So, like, fuck it. Is Fergie in the opening scene? No. no. She, I think she no. comes back what a as, like, one of What a waste of talent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a fucking no, waste. what a waste of Fergie's well, talent. everyone in the first scene dies. So you want to keep Fergie around. It's, okay.
1: Yeah, it's there. It's a really good,
2: yeah. So, I'm, there's,
1: there's a lot of uh, haunted ghost ships. If you don't know what a ghost ship is... It's um, also known as a phantom ship, which I really like. Ooh, I like that better. Right? Isn't that fun? Um, It's a (laughs) vessel, or a boat, if you will, with no living crew aboard. If you think about that definition, like that simple definition in and of itself, that is like very frightening if like a ship like fucking pulls into a harbor and there's just no one on board.
2: And that's obviously... Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, So so, like abandoned...
1: Yes, ships. could be abandoned, could be people were yeah. killed, um, could be... Could be ghosts. Could be ghosts. Could be uh, <laughs> aliens, and I'll get there. Um, <laughs> yes! But uh, there's been, like, really famous ghost ships, but basically, like, there's lots of reasons for them, but it's always... That's how they got their name, a ghost ship. No, You know, it's like, no one's left. So there's, like, really famous ones like the Flying Dutchman, which are used a lot in, like, it's even been in, like, SpongeBob SquarePants.
2: And wasn't it in um, Pirates, Pirates of the, of the Caribbean? Caribbean? Yeah, it's been in, like, it's just been
1: in so many, so much pop culture. Um, the ghost ship that I'm going to do, I don't actually know how to pronounce. i going to do my best.
2: <laughs> but it's Is known it, as- like, a long Polish word? What is it?
1: I'm not super sure because, as per usual, haven't done a ton of research. But this one, in, <laughs> but this one, in reading about the little blurbs of famous ghost ships, this one stuck out to me the most. So because it was called the Death Ship. Oh yeah, the Death um, Ship. I think it's pronounced the Aouring. Me- I think it's pronounced the Titanic. I think <laughs> this is about T- Jack and Rose. Titanic. Um, no, this is called the. I think it's pronounced the Aouring Meden. It's O-U-R-A-N-G-M-E-D-A-N, and it's two words. Just call it the Om. So the Orang Medan mystery. Um, So like I said, the most popular ghost ship's tales are the Flying Dutchman, Mary Celeste. They've been passed down from one generation to another. And these kind of stories usually circulate more on like the East Coast. They're like kind of, those are, I feel like those are more of like the urban legends that they tell Right. Over there Port versus cities. yeah, because yeah. um, well, they have
0: to have those accents. I, New Hampshire, you know, I don't know. That's, no, that's no. more
1: like, pos- <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that's, like more like Atlantic. I like feel like the, it's Maine. You know, it's <laughs> that's what are you kids this. doing out of here
1: That's more like 1912 <laughs> Newscaster. So there's one ship. I'm getting all this from mysteriousuniverse.org. Incredible, by the way. credible Thanks, Thanks mysteriousuniverse.org. Um, this tends to be. Uh, the most disturbing of all legends, and it's the shocking case of the SS Orang Meiden. So, according to widely circulated reports, in June of 1947, um, but the the weird thing is, is because there's conflicting reports. There's reports that say June 47, and then there's reports that say February 48. Happened both times. Yeah, and
0: there's papers from both. What? Yeah. For the same ship? For the same ship. Maybe, like, the later one. Maybe. I would assume that it would happen the first time, and then, uh, like, journalists at the time were bored and were like, oh, this just happened. Let's just recirculate it. Um, I feel like journalism wasn't, like, super ethical back then. That's That's
2: what happens with the Jeffrey Dahmer bong meme. Yes, oh yeah, that yeah. is what. Don't, don't <laughs> get me fucking started about the Jeffrey Doffer- Dollar And Bond it's not man.
0: even him. No, no, it's not. So yeah,
1: so in widely circulated reports, so again, it could be in June of forty-seven, or it could be a couple months later in February of forty-eight, or it could just be what Caroline said, and they just said, "Fuck it, let's
0: run this story." Like again. it's a slow news run day. I think no. a lot of people miss this story, and the people that didn't will just be like, "This is weird." Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, must be a reprint.
1: So it said multiple ships traversing the trade routes of the Straits of Malacca, which is located between the shores of Sumatra and Malaysia, claimed to have pick up, picked up a series of SOS distress signals. <laughs> um, yes, get fucking put your big girl pants on, Grace, because it's about to get weird. Okay, so the um, they didn't know obviously it wasn't like today, so they didn't know which ship it was coming from. But the message um, they said was disturbing. This is the this is the SOS. Uh, message that they got. It said, all officers, including Captain, are dead. Laying in chart room and bridge, possible whole crew dead. That's the message that that they got. They don't know. They don't know what ship it's from. It just
2: came from, oh, they didn't know the ship at
1: the time? No, they didn't. Okay. Um, The communication was followed by a burst of indecipherable Morse code. And then finally, this last message. I die. What? Yeah, just I die. Um, this cryptic proclamation was then followed by silence. So they heard nothing else. So they so didn't. He died.
2: He, did. he died.
1: Um, I die. Yeah, so he said all officers, including Captain are dead, lying in chart room and bridge, possible whole crew dead. And then it came with, like, they said just a huge burst of indecipherable Morse code. They couldn't figure out what it was trying to say. And then just I die comes through. On the SOS signal. Now, I don't know how an SOS signal works, but I'm assuming that would be very scary to be on the other end of. Yeah, I'd say so. So, I will put on our Instagram a map of, like, where this happened, because there's, like, it, like this this is a real ship, so they have there's a lot of, like, historical information on it if you're like, this has to be fake. It's not. It happened near Malaysia, so you know crazy shit happens there.
2: That's, do two of our things have to do with Malaysia? I know. They do. There's they something do both there. They <laughs> do have to do with Malaysia. <laughs> and I'll tell
1: you what. Fucking aliens. But let's continue. Um, the chilling distress signal was picked up by two American ships as well as a British and Dutch uh, listening post. Um, so basically, they were trying to figure out where the fuck these things were coming from. And they... They figured out like the so the British and the Dutch and the American ships were in communication with each other and together they figured out that it was most likely coming from a Dutch freighter known as the SS Oerlemden, which was navigating the Straits of Malacca. And they figured that out because they were try- they obviously communicated about what ships were in that area and they were like, right. "This is probs coming from this ship."
2: And usually in an SOS message, they lead with "This is the SS whatever," yes, yeah, which is why
1: that it's it's so eerie because they didn't say where they were, who they were, yeah. nothing. So it it's just, almost
0: like the person that sent the message was a, the or the thing that sent the message didn't know what the ship was called, right,
2: right, or, or didn't yeah. know how to or, communicate it in correct, yeah.
0: or they were so distressed or whatever. Could be a
1: multitude of things. So. Um, An American merchant ship called the Silver Star was the closest to the presumably, to the presumable location of this, uh, Orang Beedon. Obviously they were like, holy shit, this is like a very terrifying message. They were like, we gotta, we didn't, they didn't waste any time. They went immediately and they, uh, the captain and the crew of the Silver Star went and they changed their course in an effort to go find the ship. So within hours, um, the, Silver store, the, Silver store, the Silver Star, the Silver Star, the Silver store, the Silver Star caught sight of uh, this, the Orang Medan rising and falling in really choppy waters. So they were in the Maleka Strait, like they thought, and they found the ship and it was just kind of bobbing up and down in really choppy water. It wasn't too bad. There didn't seem to be a storm or anything. Um, but as they got closer to the ship, they noticed there was absolutely no one on board. Uh, they, they saw no sign of life on the deck. Um, they attempted to like flag down and try to get somebody like so that they could, you know, get on board, but nobody was there. Um, that's when the captain of the silver star was like, fuck it, we're getting on the ship because if there's anyone alive that can tell us what happened or, if, you know, God forbid there's people dying downstairs down in the bottom, we're going to go and help them. Um... This is my favorite part. As they left the safe haven of the Silver Star, these unfortunate souls had no idea that they were about to walk into a living nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as they boarded uh, the, I'm going to call it the OM, so I don't piss anybody off anymore. Um, As soon as they boarded the OM, the men realized that the distress calls were not an exaggeration. So here's what they saw. Um, the decks were littered with the corpses of the Dutch crew. Their eyes were wide. And their arms were grasping at unseen assailants. What? So their arms were up and, like, they were reaching for something. And their eyes were open, but they were dead. Wait, so they died what the with... Fuck? Was it cold or something? Were they frozen? I like, don't know. So um, it's, it's Malaysia.
2: A, it's, it's, tra- it's... Yeah. Like, isn't yeah, it-
1: it's warm. So it said the worst part was that their faces were like twisted in, and looked like they were like screaming like in horror my god uh so it said even the ship's dog oh, was dead i just got the chills <sighs> even the dog died even the dog yeah the ship had a dog ship had a dog i bet you it was cute too i bet you it was like a scruffy little dog oh. um sleep up so, it said the boarding party, so the, the the crew from the Silver Star found the captain of the OM's remains on the bridge. The officers, like, all of the officers' bodies were strewn about the wheelhouse and the chart room. Um, the communications officer was still at his post, dead. His fingertips were resting on the telegraph. So, he was probably the one that sent so, it? Yeah. But, like, so he was, he died while sending that message. So, he, I'm sure he was the one that sent just, I, I died. I. Yeah. But, like, How? Yeah. And, like, how do you die, like, sending a telegraph? Like, they weren't, like, they weren't, the the thing is, they weren't covered in blood. Yeah, yeah they weren't, like, were stabbed, dead. they weren't shot. No. They were just all dead. Yeah. So, um. Like, gas leak situation? Or, mm-hmm. like.
2: Ooh, maybe. Uh, it said,
1: yeah, it said, according to report report, every single corpse bore the same terrified, wide-eyed expression. No! That's the scariest fucking no. part. No. Yeah. I know. Um, So below deck, the search party found uh, tons of corpses in the boiler room. So, but as almost as disturbing as the grim find was the fact that the American crew members claimed to have felt an extreme chill, even though the outside temperature was a scorching 110 degrees Fahrenheit at the time. Uh, What the
0: fuck? (laughs) Very frightening. Very frightening. You know, if you can't afford air conditioning, get you a ghost. That's right. That's true. That's right. That's true. Um,
1: so they couldn't find any overt evidence of industry or industry. They couldn't find any overt evidence of any injury on the bodies or foul play. Um, they, they were just decaying corpses and obviously like they had just died, but there was no blood. There was no damage on the ship or the outside. It hadn't hit anything. It was bobbing in the water. Um, the crew, uh, there was just nothing on them to give them any indication what the fuck had happened. And if
2: it's a freighter,
1: that's a big
2: fucking boat.
1: Yes, it's a very, very large ship. Um, So uh, the captain of the Silver Star decided that um, the best thing to do, I I would assume, so that he can get these people back and give them proper burials and, you know, figure out what the fuck happened, uh, they were going to tether themselves to the OM and tow it back to their port. Um, But as soon as the crew attached the tow line to the Dutch ship, the OM, they notice ominous billows of smoke pouring up from the lower decks, in specific, the number four hold. Boat people, you might know what the fuck that means. I'm just assuming there's smoke coming from the bottom of the ship. Seems logical to me. Yeah. Um, The boarding party... Scarcely had a chance to cut the tow line and make it back to the Silver Star before the fucking OM exploded.
2: No! So they didn't get to autopsy
1: them? They noticed all the smoke coming after they tied it, so they ran, cut the tow, fucking got their ship, like, a little bit away. And it said it exploded with such tremendous force that it lifted herself from the water Mm. and then started to sink.
2: Holy shit. So maybe it was filled up with gas or something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean, it could be like the But what would they be reaching for?
2: Maybe they were all
0: hallucinating the same or a similar thing. Or they're just like,
2: oh, the gas vent is up here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no!
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, So the... They're all like, "Uh, someone get me a letter. I want to smoke a cigarette. Maybe. Um... So, the Silver Star crew just watched the fucking OM sink. There's nothing that they could do. Damn. Um, but, like, had they been attached to it, they would have been dragged down. Yeah. Totally. And, oh, my God. So, um, this is... I just, like... It says the watery grave that claimed the... O- I just like watery grave. Watery like, grave is like
0: an image. Yeah, it, yeah. it is an
1: image. Um, that claimed the Orang rang Medan effectively removed the freighter from the face of the earth and forced it directly into the realm of myths and legends. Oh, shit. Um, this, of course, has made it one of the most enduring and intriguing maritime mysteries of the modern age, leaving us to ask the most basic question, what the fuck happened?
2: <laughs> For real.
1: The thing that freaked people out the most was that everyone who saw them, like, said the look on their faces was abs like, was just nightmare-inducing. Yeah, that's the most
0: terrifying part of the whole thing.
1: Um, so this is, uh, one of the crewmen stated this, and I quote, Their frozen faces were horrifying. They were upturned to the sun, staring as if in fear. The mouths were gaping open and the eyes were just staring.
2: Jeez.
1: Here's the cool part. There doesn't seem to be any official records that this ship ever existed.
2: What?
0: From no Dutch records or No, the what? Dutch freighter. Okay, so it says the first problem
1: with trying to ascertain what happened is the fact that there doesn't seem to be any official records that it ever existed in the first place. We know the Silver Star was real. Although by 1947, it had been reacquired by the Graceline Shipping Company who dubbed the vessel the Santa Juana. There's no paper trail leading to the Orang Medan. So, um, but they know, like, they, uh, they got the SOS signals. There were multiple uh, ships from different places, from different countries that got this signal. These the They know that the Silver Star went to see the ship, according to them. Mm-hmm. But there's no record that this ship ever truly existed. Yikes. That's wild. I know. Some researchers have speculated that if the OM was a genuine ship, it likely hailed from Sumatra, which at the time was a colony of the Netherlands. The Dutch East Indies is where they think it came from because Orang is Indonesian for man and Medan is the biggest city on the island of Sumatra. So that doesn't really matter. That's just giving you an idea of why they think it's came from this area. Um, but there's no bureaucratic records of this ship ever existing. I'm not going to go into the full history, but a lot of people went ballistic trying to figure out where the fuck this ship came from, who the people on it were. There's no record of the the people who were on it.
0: Yeah, because like they don't even know there's no roster
1: for a ship that never existed. That's right. There's one person who... Uh, said he knew a lot about the, the route, the cargo, the engine power, and even allegedly the captain's name. So some guy came forward and was like, no, I know about this ship. Mm-hmm. I know where they were going. I know who was on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, his name was uh, Melky. Otto, Otto Melky. He was German, and he was like, I fucking know what's happening. He thinks that the cargo their, uh, their cargo was lethal. Yeah. Oh. And so that's what yeah. could have done it. So he was saying it could be... He says that it was potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin Ugh. and they just fucking went bananas and just pfft, just fucking crazy shit happened. Uh, yeah, so needless to say, having this kind of cargo on a fucking like rocky boat, you know if the who, who the hell knows. Um, but that's that's the most plausible explanation. Yeah, that seems
0: to be that makes the most sense.
1: Um, was, uh, some people, some people have thought that they all like. So the general consensus is that this crew didn't know what the fuck they were carrying. Um, some people say that they were carrying some of the most um, early, like
0: biological warfare weapons. Yeah, I was oh, thinking that. I was like, air uh, gas.
2: Maybe or something.
0: Definitely the most plausible explanation is that they were carrying some kind of like biological weapon. Right. And that they like, didn't know about. Yeah. It. Um, so this says here's
1: here's another thing. Um it is the conjecture that the OM may have been smuggling nerve gas or biological weapons manufactured um by Japanese scientists. Oh. Hmm. Um And these scientists, these particular set of scientists, which this is true, um, they were doing experiments so heinous that many of the atrocities perpetrated by the Nazis in the name of science pale in comparison to what these fucking Japanese
0: fuckers were doing. No shit. Oh, yeah. I Actually, I saw like an article about this and I didn't click on it because I was like, I don't want to know right now, but I'm going to have to do.
1: You're about to find out. All right. Um, So the diabolical faction was unassumingly referred to as Unit 731. That's just what these people were called. Um, known by the inhabitants as a uh, den of cannibals, quote. Okay. Uh, Unit 731 was founded by nineteen thirty two in 1932 by a brilliant yet misguided. I'm not going to... Fuck you. You don't get that. Uh, oh. Japanese back Deer. Misguided is-,
0: is like a very light way of saying Crazy. like maniac. <laughs> oh, he's just misguided. Just, he's just a homicidal maniac. It's, but he but was, was like, brilliant. But he was so
1: smart. Fuck that. Um, He was a bacteriologist named Shiro Ishii. The unit was designed to do research and development whose sole agenda was to create the most deadly forms of biological weapons known to man so that they could ensure victory uh, over any enemy. Yikes. So the biggest theory was that they were carrying Mm their shit. Which is why they were like so fucked up when they saw that. Yeah. Um, But they think that um, some water had gotten into the cargo Mm -hmm. and released some of this poisonous gas, which then caused the crew to suffocate Mm -hmm. to death. Oh
0: my god.
1: Yeah, this stuff or the stuff that they're thinking that would be on the ship if it mixes with salt water in particular, it's brutal. Mm. Oh. The chemical. Yeah.
0: So that's what, that's the what most a shitty thing. way to, I mean, like airplanes yeah, existed right? in take, this time. Like, just fly it across the ocean. If the thing that you're transporting is like, has a terrible reaction with salt water, like, why would you be like, you know how we should transport it? I Throw see. fly it in the middle of the ocean. Just, uh, pop it on there. I Nothing bad will happen. It's all like salt water could possibly get in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, my B. Whoops. <laughs> sorry. Um, so... Like, God, I guess I should have considered that one before we threw it on there. <laughs> sorry, guys. Shiro, um, get your shit together. I'm so sorry.
1: So, uh, my favorite uh, possible explanation is Affy um, aliens. So, um... My, there's like a picture of a ship just exploding or like of a, of a uh, flying saucer just exploding the ship. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, so in 1953, uh, some dudes wrote a book and they were like here's what the fuck happened so they thought that the unlucky crew may have encountered a Scooby-Doo like run-in with the vengeful wraths of the sea or a ghost ship full of surly undead pirates so i'm very excited about
2: this surly undead pirates i'm very very excited about this why specifically surly you know maybe they were jovial no, maybe they're they were pissed. in a good they're mood they're dead
1: man They're dead pirates, dude. It said the dubious proof which supporters of the paranormal option used to confirm this theory (laughs) is the evident lack of a natural cause of death as well as the purportedly petrified expressions etched onto the faces of the doomed sailors. So they're literally using zero proof. just
0: there's no There's no definitive
1: answer. Therefore, Gross. it has to but be. They, sa- they said the definitive answer of the reason that it has to be paranormal or aliens or something is because they were reaching up.
2: I think, well, if there was one guy who was still running around, maybe they were all reaching up to him. Like so help me, save me.
1: And then the last option is that the people on the Silver Star just made it all up.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that that could happen too. Assholes.
1: They just made it all up. <laughs> they could have just been they could have just gotten together and was like, you guys, we can't find this fucking
0: ship, let's go back and tell this. That guy kinda tracks with like the fact that it was published twice, like six months mm-hmm. apart. Like mm-hmm. they it was just like different people on the ship being like, Hey uh journalists, you hear about this, you hear about this, uh mm-hmm a weird ghost ship that we found and uh, very conveniently it just exploded so we couldn't uh, tow it back. Uh, So we just might never know
1: because if it was there's like whole theories about well if it was chemicals then there would have been certain bubbles coming up and the witnesses would have seen like different things and if it was so there's it's this art I mean it's there's so much that goes into this ship so if you want to look it up please do there's so many other theories but those are the big ones and it's just like what the fuck happened? What we will never know. No. Um. And they never—they've never found the shit. That's. They've never found yikes. it. Yikes! So one of the things is there. If it—if it was that gas, there, like people are saying, there would absolutely the crew that saw it—they would have been. Had, they. Yeah. Bad shit would have happened to them. Oh boy. But there's. Yeah. <sighs> Who the fuck
2: knows? That's pretty yikes. fucking creepy.
1: So that is the. Um, The Death
2: Ship, man. Nice. Well, uh, how about we segue to a murdering car? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's hop right in. Are we talking about Christine? Uh, How'd you know? Are you doing Christine? woo
1: Okay.
2: I have never heard of
1: Christine. Are you? You've never seen Christine? I know. Oh, it's fabulous. I can't wait. Stephen
2: King. I'm so excited. Okay. So, this is from Destination Strange. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I love this. And the headline is, This car murdered at least 14 people and inspired a classic horror novel. I was gonna say it's a true it's supposedly a true story. Yeah. So Oh I've never been more excited for Grace to tell us. Oh, good. I'm glad that you are so interested in my content. You dick. I,
0: I mean, I'm normally <laughs> no. not. I'm just, <laughs> Finally you've f- peaked my interest, okay, Grace. Okay, okay. Fifty episodes later. God
1: da- oh yeah. Fifty
0: episodes.
1: Is our fifth this is our fiftieth, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: hey, guys. And on iTunes, it says it'll say 53, I think. But <laughs> yeah.
2: 53 is yeah. higher than
0: 50, and
2: therefore, this is and something to celebrate. Crushing okay, it. so Stephen King's Christine made for one hell of a terrifying book and movie, but what if there's really a car so haunted, so possessed, that it's known for killing a dozen or more people? Meet the 1964 Dodge... 330 Limited Edition dubbed the Golden Eagle. The most evil car in America. <laughs> damn, damn, <laughs> da, da, da. I tried to read that as like a intro of a travel channel show.
0: Stretch Hummers are the most evil cars in America. Oh my god. <laughs> like,
2: they're very dangerous. And those party buses.
0: And just irresponsible, you know? Yeah. They're very irresponsible. I mean, both like for the world and just for like your evening. Very irresponsible.
2: Okay, so here's how the owner... Oh, I first wanted to give a little synopsis of Christine. So, Christine is a horror novel, and movie, subsequently, by American writer Stephen King, published in 1983, and it tells the story of a 1958 Plymouth Fury, apparently possessed by supernatural forces. And then the film adaptation was released in December of the same year. Back to the Golden Eagle. Uh, The Dodge was originally purchased as a police car for Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Hence Stephen King. Everything Stephen King writes is said in Maine. Um, But was sold to an elderly local man after the car began generating a creepy reputation. All three officers to ever drive the car died in bizarre murder suicides killing their families and themselves. So all three what? of them Ooh, killed that's their very specific. And like some fourth kind shit. <gasps> what the So f- maybe this is aliens Holy too. Shit. This is aliens for <laughs> sure. You know what I You know what I <laughs> always say? always aliens. It's always yeah. aliens. Um yeah. so that happened. The car later became an everyday driver for the current owner, Wendy Allen's family. But this proved to be problematic as the car would randomly fling its doors while going down the highway. What? Like, oh, fling yep. them open? Yep. yep.
0: Oh, okay. Cool cool, 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 cool,
2: cool. Calm down, Christine. Uh-huh. Oddly enough, well, this is the Golden Eagle. Never yeah. turned on. <laughs> my my B. Sorry, uh, Golden Eagle, my B. Um, so, oddly enough, the Golden Eagle never turned like, violent on the Allens, which were the owners at the time. Uh, but Wendy Allen reports the car has killed 14 people, but it seems the number may actually be higher. In the 1980s and 90s, members of different local churches vandalized the car, and apparently each of the lead... Of
0: churches?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, this is during the satanic panic, and they think the car is possessed. Uh, on,
1: I, oh, oh. quick, quick yeah. cue. Um it's killed 14 people while she owned it yeah I'm before she owned it
2: no before okay here got it yeah she owns it now um so members of churches vandalized the car um and apparently each of the vandalizers died in horrific car crashes oh (sighs) this is some curse shit this is some exorcist curse shit yeah. The car's current owner even claims that all 32 people from two groups died under strange circumstances, four of them being struck by lightning. That,
1: that. they they pissed someone off.
2: Yeah. So all of the strange story, and obviously this is some urban legend shit. I'm, none of this is fact check.
0: So no, I don't why know. why would you? It's think
2: not. That? The, I'm I'm Grace. It's not. This podcast is about fucking facts. <laughs> So all of the strange stories related to this car, the deaths involving the children are by far the creepiest. Oh, no. Two children, one in the 1960s and one in the 1980s, were hit by cars and flung across the street to land either under the bumper or on the hood of the Golden Eagle.
0: So they weren't even hit by the car? No, they were flung to the car. Both so died it's, so it's like it's asleep. like a vacuum For dead children it's like, Or like
2: just dead people Yeah right death I was general. gonna say it's like a magnet But that would mean a that the kids had to be made of metal <laughs> Oh my I god mean, uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Magnets how do Aliens. they work Well they're probably
0: yeah. the alien implants It's the magnet The car is sucking it <laughs> right, It's right, right, all right, right.
2: connected I, right. So this has turned into An alien episode and that's what um, I always wanted to be. All right. So the last story is the most chilling. In 2008, a kid was dared to merely touch the golden eagle. Wait. So it and still exists? Why are yeah. people keeping well, no, this no, no, car no. alive? Wait, you guys, listen. Listen. A kid was dared to touch it. I can't. We're very invested. <laughs> and a couple weeks later, he murdered his whole family, <gasps> even the dog. Why burnt, are people? And burned his house to the ground.
0: Chemical weapons murdering dogs all the time. This is unacceptable.
2: We to need me. to put I a trigger know. warning at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Dog death. <laughs> um, today, the car is in pieces after yet another church group decided that a demon was living in the car back in 2010. I the mean, it definitely sounds like it. The group stole the car chopped it and distributed it to various junkyards but wendy allen's internet cries for help were heard and most of the parts were found and wendy returned. wendy what what what's your game here why so do you want to keep the death same, car around the same church group has harshly named her the sea witch of old orchard beach yikes <laughs> Which is fucking metal I mean, again, Where's I'm not... That name with pride.
0: Absolutely. I'm not usually and very supportive of organized religion, but I think these guys have something good going on.
2: <laughs> so they claim that she uses the car to cast death spells.
0: Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah. So she's, like, using the car as a vessel to carry out her evil deeds. Seems plausible. Yeah. I mean, why else would you want a death car <laughs> anywhere near you? I love that. I mean, oh, Amanda, cool. that's possible. Um so her comment she finds it super offensive. Um she said I say it's just a car that's been passed down in my family for years and people are reading too much into the things that have happened to people around oh, okay. the car because look at me. My family, my friends, we're fine, aren't we? If the car was hell bent on killing everyone why am I not dead? Yeah, because you're the one casting right the alphabet. fucking spells, bitch. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> she's an alien. So,
0: I mean, so. I think that's been proven without beyond the shadow of a doubt. This woman is an alien. alien witch.
2: <laughs> an, an alien witch. What a goal. Um, so, with the golden eagle in pieces and in hiding, um, oh, <laughs> Alan goes the dazzling... This bitch! She, of course, she doesn't want people stealing the parts. This bitch! She needs it for her spouse. She's out of her fucking gourd. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's <sighs> the inspiration for Christine from back Hang, hang on. Can you imagine what this <laughs> fucking... Oh, Ellie can't breathe. I can't see you moving. Can in. you imagine? Oh,
1: what did I do? Oh, I unplugged your fucking! Can you just imagine this woman just fucking hoarding these pieces of this fucking car? Like a goddamn
0: what a lunatic! Why? Uh,
1: why is that so funny? Because I'm picturing her like a garage, and I'm picturing her just being like. <laughs> I also just don't understand why this car <laughs> means so
0: much to her if it's killed so many. Like, what? Just because it's been passed cars that get passed down in your family aren't like special unless well, they're like she's one of us. <laughs> She's one of us. It- or she fucking knows that it's doing some crazy shit. And she's just
1: like, I want to keep this in case Diane down the block fucking Ooh. lets her dog piss on my
0: lawn again. <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to put a piece of the car in her car and just see what happens. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. with the car in pieces, you could actually do a lot more crazy shit with it. Like, you could kind of curse, like, bunches of people at once by just, like, dropping mm-hmm. pieces of the car into, like, their backpacks or underneath their desks or...
2: I think she probably needs the car to be whole to, like, cast spells inside of it. I mean, one That's would why hope. it's not doing anything anymore, because it's in pieces.
0: What a strange woman
2: uh that sounds that's fucking wild
0: (laughs) What? what a crazy car what a crazy car what a weird woman what a crazy so that's the
2: story of the golden eagle the most evil car in america
0: um well i'm gonna take us right back to malaysia right where we belong (laughs) (laughs) right back to malaysia um those uh eagle-eyed listen or eagle-eared listeners if you will uh, we'll remember that last year Grace and I had an episode about conspiracies while you were somewhere mm-hmm. unsure um, unsure where Ellie was she was gone and one of the, the what I talked about was kind of all the conspiracies that were going on around the Malaysian Airlines flight 370 and mm-hmm. um, I did Britney Murphy's death. And Grace did Britney <laughs> Murphy's were, death. Not, you know. It was very cohesive. It was very, very, I mean, both very connected. We're not sure if Britney Murphy's death <laughs> may have been caused by similar things uh, to the Malaysian Airlines. Aliens. All aliens. But, yeah. Um, so there were a lot of theories about what happened to this plane. Like, obviously, the first one was aliens. We went through that pretty extensively in that episode. Also, people were getting, like, weird-ass voicemails with the phonetic alphabet spelling out (sighs) some shit about an alien takeover that was supposed to happen in March of last year.
2: And it did! Right? Wasn't this a whole Reddit thing? It was, no, it was
0: a Twitter thing. It happened on Twitter. And then it it migrated to Reddit, and then it just blew up. God, I fucking love alien people, dude. Yeah.
2: They're the... Um, (laughs) They are. Unfortunately for
0: humanity, like the aliens never arrived and we've been left to our own devices for the past year and a half. We need them soon to continue to fuck up the world. Um, There was also some theories about the Russians had kidnapped the plane and they were going to use it as a bomb and like fly it into a building. Some people thought that it was related to Stephen Hawking's death because it was like more alien shit. Um, That was a theory I was interested in. Basically, there was, like, just a (laughs) giant clusterfuck of conspiracies, and it was made worse and worse, because all they could really find of this plane were tiny little scraps. However- Don't tell me that you've- someone fucking figured it out, because it's gonna break my heart if it's not aliens. Someone fucking figured it out. Damn it! Last (laughs) month, The Atlantic published this, like- probably one of the better long-form magazine articles that I've ever read about literally anything. And of course, it was about this thing that I'm, like, super fucking obsessed with. But his name, the author, his name is William. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, William. But we're just gonna call William lang Um uh, But he basically Yeah, Lang-Sweezy. Lang-Sweezy. <laughs> <laughs> we are just <laughs> calling Will. Uh, <laughs> Old Will, he basically solved the whole case through his reporting, and it's, like, really spooky and has like some ghost uh, some ghost plane elements yes! so, so let's get into it here um, all of this comes from the Atlantic article by our buddy Will you should really read it it's from July 2019 it is like it's Ooh, super long so like super re- so this is like A recent. Now. yeah What's the title? I um, don't remember. Did not write that down. So will you mm-hmm. Google William Schumacher. Just What's Google the, the Atlantic um, <laughs> Malaysian Airlines flight or MH370 and you'll find it. Um, yeah. So just a little recap here about what happened. At 1242 a.m. on the quiet, moonlit night of March 8th, 2014, a Boeing seven 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 operated by Malaysian Airlines took off from Kuala Lumpur and turned towards Beijing, climbing to its assigned cruising altitude of 3,500 feet. The, um, so... Th- Yes. 000. Yep. Thirty-five thousand. Right? That's correct. <laughs> uh-huh. no, I'm reading, and I can't even read correctly. High. So uh, Farik Hamid, the first officer, was flying the airplane. He was 27 years old. Damn. This is a training flight for him. The last one. He would soon be fully certified. Wow, His trainer.
2: That- no, he wouldn't be. <laughs>
0: what bad fucking luck. Bad luck. His trainer was the pilot what? in command, a man named Zahari Ahmad Sa, who was 53 at the time and one of the most senior captains in Malaysian Airlines. In Malaysian style, he was known by his first name, Zahari. He was married and he had three adult children. He lived in a gated development. He owned two houses. Um, and in his first house, he installed an elaborate Microsoft flight simulator. He flew it frequently and often posted to online forums about his hobby. Hmm. Um, in the cockpit, Farik would have been deferential to him, but Zahari was not known for being overbearing. So this cabin, there was 10 flight attendants. They had 227 passengers um, from... Most of them were Chinese because they were flying to Beijing, but 38 were Malaysian, and there's other people from Indonesia, Australia, India, France, the U.S. Basically, there's, you know, it's an international flight mm-hmm. flying through international waters. So... Um, they transferred out of Malaysian airspace. Um, Zahari's transmissions were slightly unusual. At 101 a.m., he radioed to say they had leveled off at 35,000 feet. Um, this is like a superfluous, as this uh, as William says, which is kind of just it doesn't matter. He didn't need to tell him right. them that, um, but he said that. And then at 108 the flight crossed the Malaysian co- Malaysian coastline and set out across South China Sea in the direction of Vietnam. And Zahari again reported the plane's level at 35,000 feet, and they were like, "Dude,
2: they're like, bro, yeah, we, we get, get it. it. Are you at
0: 35,000 feet?" Eleven minutes later, the airplane closed in on a waypoint near the start of the Vietnamese air traffic jurisdiction. The controller at the Kuala Lumpur radio center radioed, "Malaysian 370, contact Ho Chi Minh 102 decimal nine. Good night." Zahari answered, "Good night, Malaysian. Good night, Malaysian 370." He did not read back the frequency as he should have, but otherwise the transmission was totally normal. And it was the last thing that anyone would ever hear from MH370. But before he left the transmission he said one more time, we're at 35,000 feet. We are By the way guys, <laughs> just in saying, case you were uh, wondering, we are at 35,000 feet. <laughs> I wish you
1: guys could see Grace. She's got one finger. She's like, "Hi, hi yes, we're at 35,000 feet.
0: Just, just, uh, 35, I just wanted 000. to uh, pop in to say uh, we're at 35,000 feet. Thank you. Um, the pilots never checked in with Ho Chi Minh Bye. or answered any of the subsequent attempts to raise them. So four hours went by before an emergency response officially began. Uh, that was this around the same time that the plane should have been arriving in Beijing. So, you know, everyone is supposed to be there, mm-hmm. but no one really raised an alarm for four hours. Um... Within a matter of days, primary radar records salvaged from the air traffic control computers and partially, corrobor- uh, partially corroborated by secret Malaysian Air Force data revealed that as soon as MH370 disappeared from the radar screen, it turned sharply to the southwest, flew back across the Malay Peninsula, and banked around the island of Penang. From there, it flew northwest up the Strait of Malacca and out across the uh, Adamian Sea, Where it faded into beyond radar range into obscurity, so it literally just made this sharp turn going the opposite direction of where it was supposed to go, and then was and then
2: flew all over the place. Yeah,
0: and no one and it wasn't answering any any pings. Like everyone was calling it, but like no one because the Malaysian government was so kind of corrupt, and nobody wanted to like raise any alarms or make it seem like all of this was delayed for four hours.
1: They should put, like, cameras in the cockpit or something that, like, transmit to, like, radio. You know what I mean? Because this isn't the first time some crazy shit's happened on a
0: plane. Right. Like, there really should be, like, the black box is, like, nice, I guess, but it's, like, you only can see that if you find the plane. Like, Mm -hmm. there should be, like, Wi-Fi-enabled cameras that, like, showcase what's going on in the cockpit. Right. That seems like a modern solution to a very modern problem. Wi-Fi on
2: airplanes never No, it sure don't.
0: I sure don't. Um, <laughs> so less than a week after the disappearance, the Wall Street Journal published the first report about the satellite transmissions that indicated that the airplane had stayed aloft for hours after it went silent. So oh. it was flying the whole time, like for probably six or seven hours mm-hmm. after it lost radio contact. So, oh, oh, Malaysian indicating. officials at, at first denied this. And then finally admitted that it was true. Why would they deny that? Because they were in on it. Because the Malaysian regime is said to be one of the most corrupt in the region. It was proving itself to be furtive, fearful, and unreliable in its investigation of the flight. Cool. Um... Because the Malaysians Miss- <laughs> withheld what they knew, the initial sea searches were actually concentrated okay. in the wrong place because they didn't realize they didn't even report that it had turned. Like people were mm. searching their flight path where they okay, were supposed the to be going way. to Beijing. Yeah. So those fuckers let people search the wrong place. What bastards! Well, they didn't want to admit they, that like
2: something had something had happened wrong because wrong it would their look bad.
1: Perfect fucking plane Exactly. Shut
2: up. Um. It's like Chernobyl. Yeah, dude. Which I watched
1: this Oh week. god,
0: I can I can't. I can't do it. This sounds all like there's the show a dog manifest. Episode. Um manifest. So here we go. Here is what the this reporter has put together that makes sense. Hang on, you guys, I don't really I didn't keep up with this very much. Did they ever find the plane? No. They didn't find the full plane, but yeah. they they've found lots and lots of little pieces of it. So and it, actually, it exploded. Yeah. Well, no bodies, but, nobodies, but you wouldn't, but you wouldn't cause it was in the middle of the ocean. They found pieces of it oh, okay. like hundreds of miles away, like on coastlines, like all across like, probably Africa. So, probably and, washed yeah. up. So okay. like, and there's this one, this article is really interesting. I didn't get into this cause mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter for the story, but there's this dude in the article. That's profiled that, like... It's just, like, a volunteer... An American volunteer who just took it upon himself to, like, go along the coastlines of Africa... And, like, look for plane material and pay for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's been finding all this stuff and, like, bringing it back to the families... And kind of, like, proving what's... Like, where the plane must have crashed. Let me guess. He started a podcast on this American life. (laughs) And it's called The Ghoul Gang. (laughs) And it's called The Plane Gang. Um... Oh, no. So, William writes, "In truth, a lot can now be known about the certainty with certainty about the fate of MH370. First, the disappearance was an intentional act. It is inconceivable that the known flight path, accompanied by radio and electronic silence, was caused by any combination of a system failure and human error. So, like the way that he, tur- the, the way that the plane suddenly turned, that mm-hmm. that wouldn't just like randomly he happen." It.
2: Or someone did.
0: Second, despite theories to the contrary, control of the plane was not seized remotely from within the electronic equipment bay, a space underneath the forward galley, because some people thought it was maybe a terrorist that had, like, gone under there and, like, took control Uh. of it and, like, pushed it into another place. Control was seized from within the cockpit. Oh, so that's what you were saying. Yeah, so it didn't get seized from, like, somebody, the person who did this was in the cockpit. It happened in the twenty-minute period from 1:01 a.m. when the airplane leveled at 35,000 feet, 35,000 feet, (laughs) to 1:21 a.m. when it disappeared from the secondary radar. So, by the time the airplane dropped from view of the radar, it is likely, given the implausibility of two pilots acting together, Mm -hmm. that one of them was incapacitated or dead, or had been locked out of the cockpit. Primary radar records, both military and civilian, later indicated that whoever was flying the MH370 must have switched off the autopilot because the turn the airplane made to the southwest was so tight that it had to have been flown by hand.
1: Mm.
0: Circumstances also suggest that whoever was at the controls deliberately depressurized the airplane. And here is where we get into ghost territory. No. So an intentional depressurization would have been an obvious way and probably the only way to subdue a potentially unruly cabin in an airplane that was going to remain in flight for hours to come. Mm. Oh my God. In the cabin. Doesn't that kill them? Yes. In the cabin, the effect would have gone unnoticed, but for the sudden appearance of the drop down oxygen mass and perhaps the cabin crew's use of the few portable units of similar design. None of these cabin masts was intended for more than about 15 minutes of use during emergency descents to altitudes below 13,000 feet. They would have been of no value at all, cruising at 35,000 feet. So, it doesn't affect the cockpit? No. Well, I'll... Okay. So, the cabin cabin documents would have become incapacitated within a couple minutes, lost consciousness, and gently died without any choking or gasping for air. The scene would have been... That's
2: nice Yes grace is like that's it's really kind of you that's really nice (laughs) i mean i mean it's if you have to go somewhere yeah this is like really this
0: sentence is like what like makes this is just like ghost ship like the scene would have been dimly lit by emergency lights with the dead belted into their seats their faces Mm -hmm. nestled into the worthless oxygen mass dangling on tubes from the ceiling
2: oh my god what a picture
0: So, in the case of MH370, it is difficult to see the co-pilot as the perpetrator. He was young and optimistic, and he was about to get married. He had no history of any kind of trouble, dissent, or doubts, but it is the captain, Zahari, who raises concerns. So, the first warning is that his portrayal in, like, the Malaysian media has been, like, he was an amazing family man, and that's, like, their line. Like, Mm -hmm. they've just, like, been saying this over and over again. There's nothing wrong with him. Mm -hmm. He was great. He wouldn't have done this. But we know that the Malaysian government can't super be trusted, especially in this specific case. Yeah. Especially Um, when it comes to image. Again, this is, like, their state-run airline. Mm -hmm. So they don't, like, it is really bad press for them to have, like, one of their, like, star pilots do this. Mm -hmm. But... Does, it, does he come up with a motive, this this Will character? Um, kind of, but not really. So, Zahari was often lonely and sad. His wife had moved out, and he was living in the family's second house. By his own admission to friends, he spent a lot of time pacing empty rooms, waiting for the days in between flights to go by.
1: Okay, if you're taking this motherfucker down because you're depressed, yeah.
0: you're a piece of There's shit. There's so many better ways to kill yourself, like hanging yourself in a theater. <laughs>
2: Didn't a guy do that And he like Crashed everyone Into a mountain Because he was depressed
0: Yeah I mean this is yeah. like Something that's happened
1: Multiple times well, like before in Bro- I just finished Broken Hearts The podcast The fucking
2: Yeah. Oh my god I yeah. can't even So fucking sad Here's the smoking gun
0: Of this hmm Forensic examinations of his flight simulator that he had at his house. Oh god. Revealed that he had experimented with a flight profile matching exactly that of MH three seventy. So he did he mapped the flight out before he took it. He did like the weird random left turn. Like he Where was he going? He wasn't he was gonna he was gonna he 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 was flying into the middle of the ocean. He wasn't flying anywhere. He was just flying until the plane ran out of um so, yeah, it's, it was a flight north around Indonesia, followed by a long run to the south, ending in fuel exhaustion over the Indian Ocean. He did that. There was, like, in the flight simulator. Yeah. Which is like, okay, well, you you did that,
2: this. That's what happened. Has anyone read uh, Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk or whatever his name is? that's that's kind of the plot it's like he was in a cult and he hijacked a plane and like just waited for it to run out of gas and crash into the ocean mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah it's a fucked up book.
0: Um, but it's pretty good yeah yeah he's definitely like one of those like gonzo bro authors but that i like really liked when i was like 18 but i do oh, totally. like he's a good author he's a good writer um Published, published author, not me, not me, <laughs> not this guy. I don't have a book. Oh my, talk guy? shit. Um. So, one of his friends said that the purpose of the simulator might have been to leo a breadcrumb trail to say goodbye. So, Will asked this guy also who he was talking to. One of his friends. And just was, who was like, I, I came to the conclusion recently that it had to be him. Like, it doesn't, nothing else makes any sense. No, what the, like, there's, like, there's no, there's no fucking question there. He yeah. did it on his stupid fucking flight simulator. Yeah. And so he asked the friend about, um, how Zahari would have dealt with his, like, the first officer. And he, the friend replied, well, that's easy. He was the examiner. All he had to say was, you need to go check something in the cabin and the guy would have been gone. Right. So they think he was like, hey, go check something in the cabin. He locked him out. He took control of it. He depressurized the cabin, killed everyone. Yeah. And um, And then drove around.
1: Just went on a fucking joyride. It is easy to
0: imagine Zahari towards the end, strapped into an ultra comfortable seat in the cockpit, inhabiting his cocoon in the glow of familiar instruments, knowing that there would be no return from what he had done and feeling no need to hurry. He would have long since repressurized the airplane and warmed it to the right degree. There would be the hum of the living machine. There was a gentle whoosh of the air rushing by. Again, all of the people in the fucking cabin are dead dead. at this point. So he's flying a fucking ghost plane, just waiting for it to run out. Around 7 a.m., the sun rose uh, over the eastern horizon to the airplane's left. A few minutes later, it lit the ocean far below. Once the airplane dived, it, like, just took a dip, which probably means that that he was still awake to do that. Uh, In other words, someone was at the controls at the end, actively helping to crash the airplane, Either way, somewhere along the seventh arc, after the engines failed from lack of fuel, the airplane entered a vicious spiral dive with descent rates that ultimately may have exceeded 15,000 feet a minute. We know from the descent rate, as well as from the uh, shattered debris, that the airplane disintegrated into confetti when it hit the water.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
0: And
2: that's what happened to uh, MH370. See, that's just as fucked up as, like, finding any, like, weird conspiracy theory. It's, like, somewhat more fucked up. It's just, like,
0: it's, like, because it's, like, you're so depressed that you have to kill, like, 300 people. Well, it's that thing of, like,
1: and I am not talking about this and getting political, but it's, like, that thing of, like, where people have to fucking kill a bunch of people before they just end up killing themselves. Right, right. Like right. just
0: kill yourself. Why?
1: why? Mm-hmm.
0: Like why yeah, did he have good. to do that? Yeah, we
1: don't know, and we'll never know. No,
0: there's no like, and that's there's the no problem. Like, although it's like pretty clear that this is what happened. Like there's no why, which is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's like with a story like this, you want to have some kind of like, well, he was trying to make a political statement, or he was trying to like, you know, you want to have something to be to point to, but like when there's right. nothing, it's like honestly sadder he was just and scarier. Sad. He was just depressed. Like, fuck that. Everyone's fucking depressed.
2: Fuck you, man.
0: Most people aren't going around crashing planes into the ocean and depressurizing cabins. That's one hell of a way to go out. Yeah. Well, so,
2: just goes to show that mental illness is not the cause of mass casualty.
1: No, it sure no. isn't. You know what it is? Being a dickhead.
2: Yeah. Being a psychopath.
1: Being a psychopath asshole. And having easy access to planes, you know,
2: well, or guns,
1: I... <laughs> or guns, or guns, or vans off a cliff. Apparently. Mm, yeah. God damn. before this gets too sad, how about we move into what <laughs> we've been watching and by the way tonight, uh, at nine I'm going to see the very irritatingly rated PG 13 scary stories to tell in the dark. No!
2: Oh, <gasps> damn it. See that's what sucks about living out here. They don't do the night before opening. I know,
0: I know, I and know. I like, don't.
2: God damn it!
0: That's no. un- Oh, that's upsetting. They
2: only it only starts tomorrow. Ugh, Whereas yeah. on, at our theater on Western, they always had a yeah. Free screening.
0: Yeah, I mean they have them all over the city. Yeah. It's like you can go at like six p.m. Go, the day t- before. They
2: they've
1: been doing grace. They've been doing Wednesdays.
2: What? God yeah. damn it!
1: I know. Um, so um. We're going to yeah. go. They had a seven o'clock and a nine and i 50. So we were like, well, we'll go after we record. I'm I'm excited for our next episode because hopefully we'll, we'll all have seen it by then. And yeah, we'll, I'm definitely going tomorrow. We'll report back on whether the PG-13 room. Is, I'm just excited to see what he's done yeah. uh, visually. Yes.
0: Yeah, That's pretty I'm much excited. just. I'm excited.
2: The monsters look like the illustrations, which were they do. the scariest part of the book. They do. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was like not going
0: to put something out that didn't look good no and like right. you can still do creepy shit with pg-13 like
2: yeah i mean visually you can say fuck once one you know time
0: one i know, time they better the use PG-13. it well <laughs> um
2: but the only
1: things that i've really been watching uh i'm re-watching how i met your mother because grace knows i can't God, watch anything it. new um, i sent you a
2: meme about that this week didn't i, I know
1: yes um i'm watching <laughs> uh this uh, there's like an Australian baking show that I've been watching called Zumbo's Just Desserts. It's on Netflix. It's great. I fucking love that show. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's oh, I need to so watch good. good. It's it so good, Grace. It's called Zumbo's Just Desserts. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very awesome. charming
0: in Australia and Australian. It's like fantastic. Yes, it's awesome.
1: And then the only other thing that I've uh, been watching other than like my usual's like Real Housewives and like Bachelor mm-hmm. in Paradise and shit like that. Um is I saw once upon a time in Hollywood. So did I. I loved it. I need to see that. I thought it was good and just good, and that I makes me sad because Quentin Tarantino is. I fucking love Quentin Tarantino. Grindhouse is in my top mm-hmm. ten favorites. Um, I mean, obviously everyone likes Django, and everyone. I mean, hopefully not everyone. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious yeah. Bastards, Django—they're the best. Like, but Grindhouse specifically, and I specifically Grindhouse. Death Proof is in my top.
2: Wasn't that 10. just produced by him though? Not directed.
0: I thought he was death proof, and then the the other and He Robert directed Rodriguez death proof was, okay. um, yeah, what was the I other don't, one? I'm not sure about Planet Terror. I think Planet um, of Terror
1: is Robert Rodriguez, but and he, yeah, but he he directed Death Proof, and that's like
0: that's my top ten. It's you can so tell because there's good. a lot of like foot fetish shit in it. Sure. And so there was also sure in Once
1: Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll tell you what. Oh,
2: my um, God. Yeah.
0: Why were there so much feet everywhere? I don't know. I turned to Emily and was like, yo. Because he wants them to touch his dick. Probably He wants all those feet all over his dick. I would say yes.
2: That's like um, <laughs> that's like a thought, legit
0: thing about Tarantino. Know. Everyone knows. He has a foot fetish. He wants feet on his dick. And listen, to each <laughs> yeah. you? Good for you. Um, I would
1: say, because I don't want to give anything away, um, I would say the whole movie was good. The last 15 minutes are, is the whole, basically the whole movie leads up to 15 minutes and it's, and specifically like three minutes and that's, it's that was worth sitting through a three it hour fucking. It was amazing.
2: It was amazing. It was worth and it.
1: It was worth the, the three fucking hours we sat well, there.
2: Well, see, I saw it in the middle of Wednesday or I don't know, whenever I texted you guys, Mm-hmm. From the mass shooter movie theater Oh Christ oh. I smoked a little weed. I didn't know how long it was, so for three me, it just kind of fucking hours, by. three hours, and I was like, "Damn, I'm glad I went and saw this at two p.m." I had to pee twice. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's I a long time. That's a long time to have yeah. your like slushy next to you. I and know not. I like, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you, re- you really loved it. I liked it a lot. I I don't know. For some reason, when I see movies by myself, I enjoy them so much more.
0: For sure. Probably because there's not someone next to you, like poking you, being like, hey, hey, look at. Is that that guy from. uh, Is that that. No, never mind. It's not him. him."
2: (laughs) And it was Luke Perry's final. It was his posthumous release. Luke Perry. Goodbye. Um. So the whole movie was great. I mean, it was so
1: Tarantino. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It the was, end
2: was worth it. It was so. It was funny. worth it. it was the whole I movie
1: was good. So hard. Yes, I laughed so hard. I know. I um, thought of. You, I thought of you immediately. I was like, "Oh, Grace is gonna love this."
2: <laughs>
0: Wait, I didn't know Luke Perry died. How did
1: I
2: miss this? What? what? Yeah, he had a stroke. Yeah, what the fuck? So I was like, "Who's Luke Perry?" And then I googled him and was like, "Oh no!" Nine hundred two one zero revival that started like this week. Damn, B. Yeah. That sucks. What yeah. else did you watch, Grace? Um, I fell down the paradise last hole again. <laughs> paradise I,
1: lost oh yeah
2: yeah the west memphis three um, yeah oh
1: god watched all three how could like, i not i was like paradise lost what's that
2: <laughs> yeah and i was gonna send you the actual quote but it is so much more detailed than what we've been saying it's, it's like, so different it's, it's so like, different it's like, i am going to leave all types of bodily fluids and excrements yes. on your like i'll wear a i and shit you your <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's that um and then it's I, so wild
1: because you think it's fucking him and then it's not him and then it's like a different
2: dad and it that shit is wild <laughs> yeah terry hobbs did it he did it
0: he he very yeah, a- absolutely speaking of true crime documentaries i finally watched the six-part a and e special on lacey peterson oh, Christ, oh yeah and y'all y'all I think he might be innocent. No. I'm not saying. Yes. I'm saying Stop you should watch it, it right now. You should watch it because there's some shit that does not make sense. That's going on there we have been watching The defense shit too much No The whole The documentary is very good Because it goes back and forth And is it does it? a very good job of At like, the bottom it says Made by Scott Made Pearson. by Scott Peterson <laughs> Funded it, by It has literally Everyone on it Like Nancy Grace is on it like, I love Nancy
1: Grace fucking, She's a fucking looney tune She's a super looney tune Like that
0: bitch is, Does not think he's innocent I'll tell you no. that much
2: No She, well, she doesn't um, think any anyone's innocent. innocent It's always yeah. the husband
0: And you know what Nancy She's not wrong But she just her methods. I'm just there's there's a lot there. I I would not have had if I had seen if that documentary had been the trial and I had watched it, I would not have been able to find him guilty beyond Mm. a reasonable doubt. Interesting because there's some shit that like you never heard about. A lot of the stuff that like I will say he was a giant douchebag, and I like feel like. It doesn't make sense that he didn't kill her because, like, how would you tell your mistress that your wife was missing before she went missing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, like, multiple people saw her while he was gone, like, while he was at work and, like, then going and going fishing, like, saw her walking around <laughs> just with the dog. This is turning into Caroline trying to prove Scott Peterson's innocence. This is two, two episodes in a row no. now. And, <laughs> uh, listen... I wasn't trying to prove he was not guilty <laughs> last episode. I was on the guilty train. Caroline, what else have you been watching? Listen, there was a break in across the street and from their the house three, the same three day. Men
2: threw her in a, the trunk of a car or whatever. And the first thing that they no. said when they caught those dudes was, "The dude
0: said we had nothing to do with that pregnant girl." That was the first thing they said, and the cop never followed up on that comment. They were just like, "Well, That's they probably a normal saw it all thing. over
2: the news."
0: yeah i'm done i'm done just watch it guys. Yeah, it's, it's on hulu just watch it just fucking watch I've it. i've never seen it at me at me not not euphoria i'm talking about oh Blake fucking peterson. caroline's still on I mean, it she's euphoria like, is amazing next time we record she's wearing a shirt that says scott peterson <laughs> Free scott. Free i like scott i peterson. actually i end up like getting married to him in prison in, on death row oh
2: god i'm like <laughs> you guys i'm engaged.
0: Uh, really? He did get the death sentence, yes, really? but then California no longer does There's that. Right, 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 Reci- as of yeah. recently, so. Yeah. Uh, we, what were we, oh,
1: God, I want to yell, Emily's in the other room, we just watched, uh, what did we just watch? Uh, and we like, I went for like 45 minutes, started researching the death, but oh, oh, God, it was a movie with um, Ellen Page and, oh, God, Kate Mara, mm-hmm. uh, it was, they, let me look it up, it was an excellent excellent movie that was another thing that I watched and um
2: glad we know the title god fuck
1: are, fuck! I'll get You're I'll get back serious. to it, you guys. Somebody Grace is glad he doesn't. Anyway, but the point
2: is, it was about the death
1: pen. It was about the two sides: the pro death penalty mm-hmm. and the people who were against the death penalty, and just like what it's like, and and you know the the what lethal injection actually is, and the different laws, and yeah. the different states, and I and I went down just this crazy wormhole looking at like different states and what they use for the death penalty, and there's like a couple states where like they you can choose either lethal injection or like there's like one state that still has firing squad firing squad who there's only one state that still has that what is it like i think it's alabama it might
2: be texas
1: (laughs) it might be either texas or uh arkansas
2: some states still have the electric chair
1: yes yes they do damn um i'll get that name for you in a second but
0: I watched that, and it was... You should be able to choose, like, any method of death if you're going to do it. Like, what if you just want to die of, like, a uh, heroin overdose I, or something? I, that's what
2: I was thinking. I was like, just shoot me up. Shoot me up with some morphine. Yeah. It's called yeah. um, My Days of Mercy. My Days of Mercy. And it was
1: fantastic. where do you watch it? It was fantastic. It was free. Maybe HBO? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Prime? Something like that. Prime. Prime. Yeah. uh and it was fantastic i mean it was awesome it was really good it's really it's sad
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's got alan page and i ugh, yeah she's, it's it's got a little bit of gay in it
0: no nothing wrong with that <laughs> uh, ain't nothing wrong with that happy pride month am i right okay go ahead what else? <laughs>
2: it's, it's august now yeah
1: it's
0: August. I'm like, and it's Pride Month again.
1: Welcome. Yeah. Um anyway, is Pride Month. Did we want to talk about any other things other than uh, Caroline's obsession with Scott Peterson, or are we good?
2: Um, no. But write those reviews. Get yeah. those. Get those boobs out, Scott. Scott, them.
0: this is for you. I'm gonna if. <laughs> God once damn we it. get once we get those 24 new reviews Scott. I not only will I show all three of my nipples but <laughs> I will take a racy photo shoot for Scott Peterson Scott and Peterson is a guilty fucking monster
2: god damn it fuck Scott don't person. talk shit
0: about my future husband like that <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, he's a horrible. A weird, he's a horrible person. Here. Whether or not he murdered his wife. Start getting
1: emails like I'm done fucking listening because Caroline's gonna go <laughs> fuck that Peterson. Uh, anyway, conjugal um, business, Am I right? Creep. Fuck you. Keep crazy <laughs> real. Oh, we'll talk to you uh, later or on another time. It's this <laughs> been later three. This,
2: this has been like three hours. It is. Is I don't think we've ever recorded for this long. All right. Bye. B-b- Goodbye. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!
1: Oh shit! Oh shit! Get
0: ready for oh this. Oh shit! Uh, the alarms oh. that were going off in the In the ship the, things, the,
2: things, the, things. And the planes the the cars. Fergie Ferg, give me love you long time. <gasps>